Hey, welcome to Lakeview Sermon of the Week. We're so grateful to have you here, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Somebody has heard some instruction, and you didn't hear wrong, but your timing's off. And God wants you to say, wants you to know you heard right, but chill out. Don't make a move right now. And so I don't know who that's for. Oh, man, who put a jar of pennies in there? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, whoa, okay. Uh, God's good. So uh, so whoever that's for, I don't know who that's for. You don't have to raise your hand or anything like that. But I just, I just felt that in my spirit during worship. Like, you heard right, but the timing's off. So just relax and sit on that word, and then you're going to know when it's time. So um, love you guys. Oh, I'm so honored. Come, come over here. So, so this guy right here. Uh, how long have we known each other, Zach? Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, and this is the honorarium. No, I'm just kidding, isn't I? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, just kidding. I love having fun in God's house. Why we can't have fun in God's house? What are we, what are we um, so this guy right here, man, he has worked so hard behind the scenes. I know I have him come up on Sundays and read scripture. And I know, like, when I was coming up as a young pastor, I had uh, mentors that gave me room to, like, preach and fall on my face a hundred times and not do a good job and, and that kind of thing. But the only way you find your voice is opportunities to preach. And so like, I feel like a mandate, like we've got some really gifted teachers, but then we've got some that are called that are growing in that gift too. And so I'm feeling this like mandate to like raise up young men, uh, not as me, it's the Lord, but you know, partnering with God and giving people opportunities and and going deeper with, with young men to raise up another generation of like on fire for God, men of God, solid people. And so Zach behind the scenes has been working really hard. He's done about a year of book work and, and all kinds of stuff. So he just got his ministerial credentials and he would never tell you that. So I'm telling you. And uh, so super proud of him and Stephanie, his wife over here. And so I said, man, you get them credentials. I'm about to turn you loose up here. And so he got them, and uh, you know, and our credentials come from heaven. It's not a man can't tell us that we're called. God does that. But what the paper says is we're just acknowledging what God's already doing in your life, and just to honor that effort as well. And so I'm just going to turn this guy loose, and he's got a story, and uh, he's just a trophy of grace that's going to bring so much hope to you. And so. Would y'all help me honor this guy right here, Zach Stevens? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I, I just want to honor Pastor Matt. I know y'all just stood up and clapped, but man, um, being a Teen Challenge guy, we have eight to fifteen sermon. Amen. Eight to fifteen sermons a week, um, and I was on a traveling choir for years. I've been to hundreds of churches, heard hundreds of pastors. Um, seen a bunch of worship teams and, and I'm telling you right here we have the best pastor the best church family and the best worship team that I've ever seen and, and, and I, I stand on that um, so I'm just honored to be up here and, and thank you Pastor Matt for the opportunity um, so that song the enemy's been defeated man Revelation 12:11 says and they overcame him one version says they defeated him they conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony of our testimony, and so uh, tonight I just want to um, I just want to testify what God's done for me. My my only goal here tonight is to give God glory, 
and to, um, and to encourage y'all that what he did for me, he can do for you. I know this word is for somebody in here. Um, there's two different parts of the testimony, and I believe both parts is going to speak to someone tonight. Um, I know it. Uh, this word got postponed, and, and when it got time to do it again, um, I was like, I'm not using old, old revelation. And, uh, and, and I, it, the word didn't get released, and the Lord told me to go through with it. And um, coincidentally, I was going through my notes when I got told I was going to do it again last night, and everything got deleted because I don't know how to use phones right. And so I had to get all fresh stuff, but it's all the same stuff. It's just, it's just fresher in my mind right now. So, um, so yeah, those that don't know me, I'm from Oklahoma, uh, born and raised. I'm an Okie, not from Muskogee, from Oklahoma City. Um, that'd be cool. I always wanted to say that, but that's not me. Um, so... I just want to tell y'all where I'm from, and, and <laughs> boomer Sooners, Karen. <laughs> Hogs are growing on me, though, man. I, I'm rooting for them if I'm not rooting for the Sooners, I promise. Yeah, yeah. Maybe until next year when we join the SEC. But, but uh, so, we're going to find out. <laughs> I'm still going to root for Jesus louder than the Sooners, I promise you that. Yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah. Pastor told me one time, he said, how come you can get up here and uh, you can scream your heart out? for a football game, but you can't come to the church and make a peep. And, man, I, it hit me so hard. I never again went to another OU football game. I still love them, and I always cheer for them, but I ain't screaming for my Sooners louder than, than my Jesus because Oklahoma University don't care about me. Jesus created me and loves me, so I'm going to scream for him. Amen. Yeah. So uh, I just want you all to know who I am and where I came from and, and, and why, why, uh, why I'm up here worshiping undignified every week and, and why why I do do what I do man uh, working at Team Challenge and just giving back giving back to the Lord so um man starting as a young kid um my, my story starts with hospitals and doctor's offices and um and, and trauma and tragedy uh I don't remember this but I, I've been told this and I know it messed my parents up but like at six months I had salmonella poisoning and it caused complications and I, and I don't remember that obviously at six months but but that, that's where it started, and then, and then my first memories of life is four years old, having an anesthesia mask put on me, and, and I was, uh, I was in, in prep for surgery, and I had my, kid, my left kidney removed at four years old. Um, it, it did a lot to my family, to myself. Um, it led me to be in doctor's offices and hospitals, seemed like weekly for my entire childhood, and that did something on the inside of me. Um, made me feel like something was wrong with me, something was different. Uh, I was treated like, a, like an eggshell by my family. Um, I wasn't allowed to do like contact sports and like all my friends were and, and it just created or birthed this insecurity in me that, um, that really messed with me. Um, and so the, the trauma continues, man. At age, uh, age 11, I was uh, traumatized by the, by the Murrah building bombing in Oklahoma City. My aunt was in that building. I was not more than like a mile away. My, my mom was blocks away. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, they, when they were going to the, the rubble, um, there was three people that weren't found, and, and it took weeks, and, and three people weren't identified, and one of them was my aunt, and that, that really uh, messed with my family, and at the time, I was young, but it still trickles down, you know, in, in the family, and so, and so, man, I'm, uh, at that time, I had no idea, but, but looking back now, when I was writing all these notes, um, I realized I had some things going on, and then and then, uh, man, about 13, I found out if you have a sip of alcohol, your insecurities, you can kind of numb them and you don't worry about them. Yeah. And, and so I started drinking, you know, age 13. Um, and over the years, I developed uh, an addiction to, to partying. And, 
and alcohol. And, and by age 16, I was full-blown alcoholic, just a sophomore in high school. Um, and then, May 3rd, 1999 rolls around, 16 years old, uh, F5 tornado takes out our house, our entire town. Um, we didn't have a place to live for four months. Um, I didn't know if my parents were alive or dead for two days. Um, that, really, that really messed with me too, um, really bad. Never seen anything like it. Uh, when you see the rubble and, 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 and you hear water running and, and gas, natural gas in the air and, and people screaming and crying, it, uh, it does something on the inside of you. Um, and so, man, after that, it was, it was just full-blown addiction. Um, I didn't care about anything. I just, I just wanted to, to get drunk. Um, I started dabbling in, in cocaine and, and anabolic steroids with the alcohol in high school. And uh, I didn't care about my future. I had a scholarship in golf. I, I blew it off because I'd rather party. And, uh, and at 19, you know, I was pursuing, like, lifting weights, right? So I was taking these steroids. I was buying them illegally. I was selling them. Um, and, and one day at the gym, I passed out. And they couldn't figure out why. They took me to the ER, took me, uh, ambulance took me to the ER, and they couldn't figure it out. I did like four months of tests. Um, I was anemic because I was losing blood through my stool, but I was ignoring it for weeks. And so they ended up uh, doing a cancer test, and that came back negative. And this is so sad. Uh, I remember my family coming to me so happy and excited it was negative. And I was, I was just lost, y'all. Um, I, was just ble- I, was, I wasn't happy. I was still blaming God in the situation I was in when I just found out. Um, that's how lost I was. And it ended up being uh, Crohn's disease. Yeah, I had a doctor. Um, he knew all the stuff I was doing. I wouldn't admit to him because I was embarrassed. And I don't know what was wrong. I just, I just didn't care. And, uh, you know, he, he ended up telling me, pointing my face, telling me I wasn't going to live past 40. He got real rude with me, and rightfully so. I deserved it. Um, and so I took that and ran with it even harder than, uh, than I was doing before. So I got sent home. I had 10 inches of my ileum removed, my, my lower intestine. Got sent home with Staples and my first prescription of uh, Lortab painkillers, and so with my uh, alcohol, cocaine, steroid addiction, I added opiates, and that's um, where things got started getting really bad for me. Um, remember, while I still had Staples in my stomach, I was uh, putting every one of those things in my body and didn't care. Um, I started plumbing recently, or right after I got got the Staples out, and I and I've done that pretty much my whole life until the last three years, and I still do it, but, uh, man, I was really good at it. I got licensed at age 23, had my master's at 26, had my own company at 27, but it was just, uh, it was just a means to an end. It was just chasing money for the drugs. I mean, that, that was it. And so, uh, man, by age 29, I owned my own house, but it was empty. I had uh, broken every bridge broken every relationship. All my friends had gone to college and got back and had kids. And I was in this house by myself alone with my dog. Didn't have anything because I pawned everything. Um, Even with all the money I made, I didn't have enough. I stole from my family. I pawned family heirlooms. I stole from my friends. Um, My dad had dementia. He didn't at that time, but he was bad. He wasn't diagnosed yet, but I was stealing pills from him because I knew he wouldn't remember. I mean, what addiction does, it's, it's so bad, y'all. Um, it's really sad looking back. Um, thank you, God, for your grace. And so at age 29, 
In 2012, I decided I wanted help. Um, I had suicidal thoughts for months. I just didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to go on. Um, one night, it got so bad, I got on the edge of my bed and grabbed uh, my 12-gauge, one of the only guns I had left, and I sat down, and I had it loaded, and I put my foot on the trigger guard and had it like this up under my chin, and I just sat there and cried. I didn't hear the Lord tell me to stop or anything. I was just too chicken to do it. But I know it was the Lord. Yeah, and so I'm so thankful for that. Uh, and so I decided I wanted help, and so my family wanted to help, man. They started sending me to uh, detox centers and, and rehabs, and for a year I went to three different rehabs and five different detoxes, and, and I would relapse <clears throat> immediately the first, within hours of leaving every single time. Um, something was missing in my life, and I knew it. My uncle always told me you got to have something to believe in, and, and it was God, and and I was raised in church, y'all, but I just didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't want nothing to do with it, uh, to be honest with you. By the time I was 13, I'd, I'd rather be at home watching football, and and that's just how it was. Um, and I was at Sunday school, like, my entire childhood. I just ran away, never had a relationship with God, never opened a Bible. But uh, my mom told me about Teen Challenge of Arkansas, and she was like, it's a 15-month program. And I was like, no. I'm not given a year and a half of my life, which is crazy looking back now, right? Yeah. And so the night before, um, I, I said I was going to go, uh, the night, and she gave me money for toiletries. I don't know why she gave me money. I went and got, got my, last, my last gram of heroin. And, uh, and so I'm sitting here, <laughs> sitting here smoking it, and... And guess what shows on? This is uh, March of 13. It's, it's the Bible on the History Channel. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Love that show. Me and Stephanie just watched it. Yeah. And so look, looking at a guy that he knows church, but he doesn't know Jesus, never opened the Bible, and I'm just watching. I'm like, I'm going there tomorrow to a Bible boot camp. I might as well watch this show. And uh, right? <laughs> might as well get a head start. And so uh, it just shows Jesus, man, and he's healing this leper. And, and I just, talking about a guy that's never cried or been emotional for years, uh, ran as far and fast as he could away from emotions. And I just weeped and weeped and weeped that night watching that show. And, um, and so, so I got to Teen Challenge, and uh, I was withdrawing bad off, off the heroin. And, um, and, uh, and I actually I tried to walk home to Oklahoma City. That didn't work. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for Brother Grady Watson that... Uh, that uh, prayed for me and, and talked me out of that. Um, and so the second day there, Brother Bob Reed, Missy's husband, uh, he was doing orientation by the book Bob. And uh, this little bitty cramped room, man. It was like no windows. You're withdrawing, sweating. And he's telling me to do all this book work, and I'm not understanding any of it because I'm withdrawing. And, and, uh, and this book, like, leads you in the Lord's Prayer, and, and Brother Bob led me in it. And I, and I just, I was tired, man. And just needed something different, and so I was like, shoot, nothing else has worked, so I'm going to give this a try, and um, and yeah, and so, man, the heroin withdrawals stopped immediately, yeah, so, amen, they, they, they wake you up at True Nose, like six in the morning to do your devotions, and, and the first morning, I couldn't even, I mean, then they bring you in. At seven, and you start grabbing hymnals and, and singing, and I couldn't even stand up, y'all. I, I was so like my body was just broken, and uh, 
and that was just gone the, the next morning, man. And uh, and, I, and I just so I went from like going to church to blaming God for everything to maybe an atheist. I don't know. To I don't know what I believe. To right then at that moment when I gave my life to the Lord, I was like, I'm 100% all in. I've never opened that Bible, but I already believe everything that's in it. I believe the talking donkey, the man and the whale. I don't care. I believe it. And, and, I, and, that's, and I still to this day, I don't question nothing. Uh, I was given the gift of childlike faith, like, like not mustard seed size, like mountain-sized faith immediately. And it's, it's been the greatest gift of, uh, of my life, absolutely. And, um, and, yeah, and so, man, I dove into the discipleship. Man, I ate it up. Uh, I was like a sponge. I, I soaked everything in. I went above and beyond with my with my bookwork and uh, and reading the Bible in all my spare time, my free time. I loved it. Um, and then, you know, I graduated the program after 15 months, and I, I knew pretty soon off in that uh, that discipleship that I was called to work at Teen Challenge uh, in addiction ministry. And so, um, let me back up. This is a good part. When I gave my life to the Lord, Sister Judy McGurl started praying for me for my Crohn's disease. Um, up to that point, I had taken nine pills a day called Azacol for 11 years. I seen GI doctor every six months. Um, took some type of opiate for 11 years to numb the pain. First, it first was for pain, then it was just to not be dope sick. Um, took antidepressants for over 15 years. Xanax for anxiety. Sister Judy is praying for me, and when I gave my life to the Lord, man, all that went away, y'all. I haven't taken a pill for Crohn's disease in 11 years. 11 years, yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, the doctor says I'm in remission, but I know I, I know I'm healed. He just don't. He don't get it. Yeah, he don't get it. So, uh, so yeah, praise the Lord. So, uh, so I stayed and worked at Teen Challenge in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. For four months and my dad was diagnosed with dementia and um, I was like I'm gonna go home and, and help out and do some plumbing back home and so I knew I was running from my calling uh, as soon as I got home I relapsed I was like dang 18 months of sobriety uh, 18 months serving the Lord but I missed on something I, I missed out and and looking back now it was uh, I was more concerned with knowledge and knowing the Bible than I was with relationship I spent more time reading than I did praying um, I, I spent more time wanting to memorize chapters of the Bible than to, than to pray for somebody. Um, and that, that, that was, you know, I was like 99% in, but I wasn't 100. And, and we got to be 100% in on, on stuff like that. I see that now, and so I tell the guys that daily at, at Teen Challenge. Um, and so, man, I, I, I still, I just don't, don't go back to Oklahoma City. I, I don't do good there. If I'm away, I'm good. If I'm home, I do bad. So uh, my idea was to move away again, and I went to Texas for five years. Man, it was awesome, kind of. I found, I found a good job, man, my favorite job I've ever had, uh, doing plumbing down there, uh, traveling the country. But uh, something was empty, something, I mean, I was empty, something was off, I had a void, and, um, and I knew what it was, it was Jesus. I wasn't, I wasn't going to church like I should. I, wasn't doing my, I was doing my devotions, but I was like, I'm going to do five chapters every morning. That, that's, that's good, right? Just a solid five and go to work. Um, it, it, was, it was all wrong. But, but I had that vo this void in my body. And uh, so my idea was 
I, I wanted to get high, to be honest with you, to fill that void. That's what I wanted to do. So my idea was to go to a Suboxone doctor. Um, yeah. I don't know what you found out what that is. It's, it's this maintenance drug to make you not take opiates. Um, so it's, 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 to me, it's, it's 10 times worse. It's the devil. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was on that for four, four years, um, a very high dose. Um, and, and I had another doctor prescribe me Xanax. So, I mean, it was good for a little while. But, uh, I mean, it wasn't good, but, I mean, I, I did okay for a little while. And eventually it caught up to me. Um, not to worry anything like got chaotic or anything. I just, uh, I just wanted something different. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to move back home again. That's worked good in the past. Let's try that. And so, so I moved back home. I so said, I'm going to take care of my dad. Um, I started my own plumbing company. And, and man, I was extremely successful. Uh, God gave me a chance to turn it around and, and, and give back to him. And, uh, and I didn't. I, uh, I went the other way with it. And Man, my first employee I hired, we got talking to war stories. And I was like, you know how long it's been since I did some did some cocaine? And and before you knew it, you know, I was just treating myself for, for doing good for so long. Um and man, it, it uh golly, it went so bad, y'all. So quick. Um I had I had I had my house, you know, my plumbing, my plumbing company, my ve- my plumbing vehicles, my personal vehicles, and uh, I lost all that within a year and a half uh, of being back. I built it, and then it just went away. All my money I was making was going to, uh, to cocaine and to weed and to alcohol. And the, the Suboxone and Xanax were prescriptions, but they didn't cost anything. But, man, I was spending, like, anything I had. It would be $300, $1,000 a day, whatever I'd make. You know, I'd go change a water heater for $1,000 and go, go to the dope man and give him my money. And I wasn't paying my bills. I was going to the supply houses, and, and getting tons of stuff and going and making the money and going and spending it on, on, on cocaine. Yeah, and so um, I knew it was going to catch up to me, but I just kept going. Um, and I learned, learned, I learned how to uh, cook crack. And that, was, that was the worst. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad Google search, y'all. Don't, don't ever search that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went really bad after that. Huh. <laughs> that's real right that's real and then you're paranoid because you just because you just googled how to how to cook crack <laughs> was that on dark mode i hope that was on dark mode <laughs> it's just real it's just real <laughs> man i haven't even looked at my notes i don't know where i'm at okay uh, so it got so bad uh one night i i went to my mom's i was just same situation uh seven years later i was in a house alone with a dog no friends no nothing just paranoia this time because the the new the different drug i'm doing and i called my mom and i was like can i please just come stay with you for a few days and she was like yeah so i'm in my little bedroom and uh <laughs> i'm watching this series called waco on netflix y'all seen that yeah it's actually pretty good <laughs> not the teachings not the doctrine but yeah um, so there's this white dormitory they're all in. It was like Mount Carmel or whatever. And, and it shows all these people helping each other, like getting water together, and everyone's working together. And, and they're all happy and laughing. And, and, and I was crying out to God, man. Um, uh, physical, I almost had physical death many times, but it is nothing compared to spiritual death. Once the Holy Spirit comes in you, and then, then it's gone, it was, oh my gosh, it was so bad. Um, and I was just so 
filled with guilt and shame, and uh, I didn't know what to do. And and the Lord, I don't know if it was a vision or what, man. That's just that white building I was seeing was. I knew what it was, um, and I was there, and I was I was happy, and I was filled, and uh, and it was it was the dorm at Teen Challenge of Arkansas in Hot Springs, and I was there, and I'm thinking in my head, I didn't even like Hot Springs when I was here. Uh, I like Cape Girardeau. If I go to Teen Challenge, I want to go there, but but I, I knew I knew what I heard or saw, whatever. I knew in my heart what, what the Lord was telling me, and uh, so I called uh, Brother Clarence Holly. And uh, he, he, he told me to come on, and that was in May of 20. Um, so, yeah, I got back here almost getting close to three years now. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you. So when I came back, it was a business trip. There's no plan B. Um, you know, not going back, and and I've spent every second of every day with that, with that mindset since I've been back. Um, yeah, to it's coming up in May. It'll be three years, it's clean and sober. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yeah, that's the longest longest I've been since 13. So I'm super proud of that. Um, thank you. And so. Uh, and so, yeah, I've uh, loved Teen Challenge, y'all. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, and so, man, that, that's, that's the testimony up to this point. That's my old testimony. Matt's always saying, I know what God did for you then. What's, what's he doing for you now? Yeah. So I'm going to bring you all up to speed what's going on now and what sparked all this. Um, so we're in this season of fasting, corporate fasting. Um, I previously had been asked, Stefan, our executive director asked me to teach a course on fasting. I knew nothing about fasting except for <laughs> nothing. And so I was, I was like, well, if I got to teach it, I got to practice it, right? And so I started researching it. And this started for me like last September. And so, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been hard. It's, it's been awesome. And, and when this corporate fast started, um, Teen Challenge did it at the same time as, as Lakeview. And so it was just kind of combined for me and Stephanie. It was awesome. And uh, and the first Friday night, let me back it up, last October, I was at the gym and I sprained my back. And it was like violent. Like the pop that happened, the guy I was with heard it from across the gym. Um, it was scary, y'all. It, it really scared me. Um, and, and me, I'm just like, oh, it'll heal. My body heals itself. It just takes some time. And uh, it didn't. And it was, it was really bad. Um, I was, for the first time in a long time, I got worried about something. Um, at the time, I didn't have insurance. And I, I refused. I just don't take painkillers. And I'm not talking about prescription. I'm talking about ibuprofen and Tylenol. I just don't like pills anymore. Um, but I got to a weak spot, man. It was so bad. Uh, we were, me and Stephanie were at my parents' on Christmas. And I asked my mom, I said, can I just have one of dad's painkillers? <laughs> Thank God. She's a, she knows better. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. But I got to that point. Um, and and, and y'all know addiction and stuff, it doesn't start with big things. It's, it's that little, that one little thing. Yeah, and I, I praise, praise the Lord. My mama and sister are women of Jesus and, and they're praying type. And, and, they, and they, they know better. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, 
And so, so it got to that point, man. It was, it was hard on me because if I would have took that pill, y'all, I can't go to Team Challenge and look at my students in the face and say, you can't do this. Yeah, that would be extremely hypocritical. Um, and so the first Friday night worship service of the fast, Friday night fire, the first one, Emily called up a, a praying for healing at the altar. And, uh, and man, I had been prayed for so many times, and I had been praying so much. Um, and uh, for a second there, I just kind of sat there, and Stephanie was like, get your butt up there. She's tired of me whining about it. And so, <laughs> praise the Lord for her. Yeah. I was going to go. I was just, you know, just hesitating a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, so I come up, and, and Sister Missy just beelines for me. She, she, she knew about my back. She's known about it forever. Um, and she started praying for me. And, uh, you know, and, and the whole time all I'm doing is I'm just saying, I believe, I believe, I believe. And, and she tells me, I don't, I don't man, I, I got so lost in the moment. I don't know exactly what you said, but it, you, you, you saw or you heard that this, it wasn't just the spirit of infirmity. It was the spirit of addiction trying to get me back on painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and man, her, I don't know who else was there, but they were all praying over me, y'all. And, uh, and so, yeah, I went home. And I was like, I don't have any pain. But, amen. Yeah, amen. But, yeah, check this out. So I had been prayed over. Is Kevin and Shannon in here? Elijah and Natalie were there uh, multiple times at our small groups over my back. You remember that? Like, whenever that was, October, September, I don't even know. And when they, man, the Holy Spirit would fall so hard in there and be so thick, my back pain would be gone. But it would come back. Like, when you'd leave the present, I don't, I don't know. It would just come back. And so, uh, Missy kept texting every day. How's your back? How's your back? How's your back? She texted Stephanie. How's his back? <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. And Yeah, and so, uh, a week later, I was like, man, I want we started journaling when we were fasting, and uh, so I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to journal this, and as I'm journaling about what happened, um, the Lord gave me the, the scripture, Ephesians 2a, and it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves, it is a gift from God, and I'm like, I know I'm saved. Romans 10, 9 all day, I've confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that he died and been rose from the dead. I'm like, I know I'm going to heaven, Lord, so why are you giving me this scripture about being saved when, uh, when my back's been healed? And, he, and he, he told me to keep digging, and, and, and I did. And, and what I found, that, man, I just, y'all ever seen Matt giggle up here? It's because he's getting downloaded from the Lord, and it's, it's, just, it's awesome. And I had one of those moments in my house, man. Um, and so it's a, it's a beautiful, so it's, it's for by grace you have been saved through faith. That word saved, um, I found out, man, it's a beautiful Greek word, and it, it's sozo. And it has nothing to do with what I thought. Um, and it says, I don't know where it's at in my notes, but, but it's, it's to save a suffering one from disease. Oh, there's more. I got it. Let me find it. To save one suffering, to save a suffering one from perishing, save one suffering from disease, to make well, to heal, and to restore to health. Yeah. 
I was like, oh my gosh. So every single one of these things I just said is true over my life today that God has done for me. Um, yeah, and it's nothing, nothing I did. It's just it's his grace through faith. And so all of God's blessings are received by grace through faith. And so I, I believe with that, with that mountain-like size faith he gave me right from the beginning, um, man, that's been, the, that's been the gasoline for all of it. Because I don't, it's probably annoying sometimes because I, I don't, I just believe God's going to do everything. Uh, I don't doubt anything, like ever. And, uh, and, I, and so, um, so, so yeah, he healed me. And, and testimony, man, I found this too. Testimony in Hebrew is, I'm not going to pronounce this right. It's like, a deuce. And, and, and it means the power and authority to do it again. And so, so what, the reason I'm up here is to tell you guys that, that he can do it again. He's got the power and authority to heal again. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants to heal us. It, it is his will. Um, if you're asking yourself, is it God's will for me to be healed? The answer is yes. Um, if, if, you, if you don't know the answer to that, it's going to affect your faith negatively. So you got to... Um, Man, you got to be strong and clear with your faith. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. So in Matthew chapter 8, and, and here's, here's scripture, back it up. Matthew chapter 8, Jesus says, uh, sorry, a leper, a leper says, man, if Jesus was willing, could he heal me? And Jesus, what did Jesus say? I'm willing. Yeah, be cleansed. So, so that, that's our answer right there. Um, but it... But it we have to exercise that first step of faith. You have to step out. Um, it's, he, he's, he's, he's wanting to heal us the whole time. He's, he's a good, good father like they were singing. He wants to heal us, but we have to, we have to step out in faith. Um, I, th I think of me up here right now. Uh, fun fact, I, I withdrew from public speaking four times because I couldn't say a two-minute speech about myself. And I found an online class where I could send in a video. Yeah, I got an A. <laughs> no, but when, when, but public speaking is my biggest fear. But but you just got to step out in faith. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's all it is. And God, God will, God will, God will provide every single time. Um, um, yeah. So you can't be like the lame, the lame man laying by the the pool of Bethesda. He just laid there. And waited for someone to put him in the pool when the angel stirred the water. I understand he was lame, but you got to get yourself to that pool. You got to step. You got to come to this altar. Yeah, you can get healed in your seats, but but man, altar altar's where it's at. That's where that's where stuff happens. Yes. Um, so uh, just this morning, I was I was reading. I wanted to read some context in Ephesians, and and I always go through all the different. Um, translations in, in, the, in the Bible. Y'all love that? I love that. And so I went to the message, and I just want to read Ephesians 2, I think it's 1 through 9 in the message. And this really relates. It says, it wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, 
It's that but God moment. Instead, immense in mercy and with incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. Now God has us where he wants us. With all the time in the world and the next, to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. So we just got to trust him, guys. It's faith. Um, in the book of James, uh, Jesus' brother pins some beautiful words on, on healing for the sick. Um, in James chapter 5 and 14 through 16, it says, Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so that righteous, the prayer of a righteous person, and I got to thinking, what, what is that? And the Lord was like, Abraham. And why was Abraham credited as righteous? Because he's believed in his faith. And so this whole thing, this healing, it, all of it, it's about faith, y'all. We just got uh, to believe even when it doesn't make sense. Just got to take that step of faith and believe and just... And that's, that's, that's what it is. Um, I, uh, if there's anyone in here tonight that's um, dealing with some physical pain, I want to turn this into a house of prayer. Because there's someone in here tonight that's going to get healed. I know it. I believe. I have faith. If there's anyone that would uh, like to come up for prayer, um, come on up to the altars. And if there's any uh, elders in here that would like to like to pray with them, come on up. God is waiting. Just take that step of faith. Thanks for tuning in. Our hope is that these messages will help you on your journey of discovering who Christ is and who you are in Him. You can learn more about our ministry at lvahs.org or follow us on Instagram at lakeview.hs.